Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez, and I'm Tim Flaherty, the Christian talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truths of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. And welcome back to another week of Beyond the Walls. I'm your host, Tim Flaherty. My co-host, Pastor Israel Rodriguez. Muy buenos dias. It's been more than 10 months and we're still working on those R's, but you're doing better. I'm doing great. Good to see you today. Ryan, welcome back. Good to be with you guys. We have Pastor Ryan Stoops from Deer Flat Church, and it's the Christmas season, and Ryan is my brother's boss, so we had to have him on. It was an obligation. (laughs) I love Martin. He's a good man. Last week, we talked a lot about your journey and, you know, deciding as a young man, as a teenager, that, you know, you wanted to go into ministry. And we heard about how you went to Bible college and double majored and that you ended up in the corporate world. You served in that corporate position at two different companies for about 15, how many years? 10 years? 15? I think it was close to about nine years total. Nine years. And so that puts you, you know, well into adulthood. This week, I guess, you know, my question of the week that I've been thinking about <laughs> is, that, you know, I, I didn't start off in the nonprofit world, right? I started off in business. And I'm wondering, like, from hearing your story from last week, I'm thinking to myself, how old is too old to get into, like, you know, somebody's been a truck driver and they're like, I, I want to go into Bible college. What would you say to someone? What, what's, the, what's the advice from a pastor's perspective? How old is too old to get into the ministry? All right, I'm going to give you the cliche answer is, is you were already in ministry before you ever, it wasn't the job, it wasn't the pay, it was you, you were already in ministry. And I actually really do believe that to the core of my being. That said, if you, if you were wanting to get more specific and say, you know, well, could, I, could I leave my place of employment in the corporate world and then head into the this you know non-for-profit organization of of the church world and i would say when i was there in st louis we were i was uh leading a, a student ministries program but we also had a small college and i had a I had a guy who had, had a very successful career as a general manager of a major car company there um car dealership company and he i think he was in his late 50s and decided to come on staff with us. And he's still on staff there at the church there today and doing a great job and so proud of him. So it's about being obedient. It's not about an age. It's about being obedient. What do you think, Pastor? Well, we have a long story about what obedience really means. And if you're not obedient, he can make you lose your plane a couple of times for you to understand what he's calling you to do and where he's calling you to do, you know? So when when the Lord when you have a relationship with the Lord with God every day and you see him in, in, in all that you do, in all your relationships, in your home, with neighbors, with people that you interact to and you know the mission is about his mission and that becomes your your lifestyle, then you are a little more sensitive to understanding his seasons and what is he actually telling you to do. I went to an engineering school. I became an electrical engineer. And, and God can use electrical engineers, you know, from the corporate world where I was part of to bring them to a, a, a mission that he's been working in your heart for all these years. So 
I firmly believe that uh, sometimes we listen, you know, to to what he says. We know what we have to do, and we miss the timing when we don't act according to the exact time that he wants to, to, to do his things. But he's so gracious, he's so merciful, that he's always right there for us, as giving us a second chance to really uh, get into this this mission, his great commission of going into the world and sharing the gospel. I was amazed to hear Ryan say, you know, that he got to go to all these countries and all these places, remembering that time and that uh, prayer night when he felt the Lord spoke to him and God's taken him beyond the walls into different cultures, languages, traditions, religions, before he actually gets to be what the Lord called him to do. So God was preparing your heart. God was using every single thing, numbers, positions, working with administration, working with personal, just to shape you better and get the best out of you for his namesake, you know? What would you say, Ryan, Pastor Ryan, what would you say about someone who comes to you, say they're in their late 20s, early 30s, and they say, you know, I really feel the, the call. I, I really feel like I'm supposed to go into ministry. Where would you tell them to start? Well, I think I'd tell them, I would, I would love to know who they're discipling, who are they, you know, what does it look like right now for them? Because I think too many people view ministry as just kind of preaching the Bible, mm-hmm. getting up on a Sunday morning and preaching the Bible, and uh, how much I enjoy that, but how little that really is of our ministry it's just one one piece of it, and so I would want to I would want to kind of sit and, and and hear their story a little bit and find out you know are are you actively serving are you actively reaching the lost today you know developing people discipling people in ways, and then from there then I would want to encourage them that uh, you know how can we grow you how can we grow you in your theology and I think uh, there are some really great schools I don't necessarily think that everybody has to go to school i'm I'm on moving to a place now where there's so many christian schools that are causing me concern that i want to know are you a learner and so can you know are you teachable and let's uh we could work together on getting you some good you know theological uh skills and 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 books and and whatnot ways we can kind of develop you in that sense but there are some really great ones here in our own community uh i think that we could we could point people to and then just get them involved in ministry get them involved on a team Serving in the church, serving in the community, finding ways that they can, you know, get their get their feet wet. I it's so funny because people do really, I think, associate the the pastor with that pulpit on Sunday. And I remember it might have been five years ago or so now. I saw you at a coffee shop with a friend, a mutual friend of ours, and <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, what is? What is the pastor doing here at this coffee? And later on, I asked him. I said, well, "You know, were you guys, you know, were you guys talking about? Were you just hanging out?" And he's, "Oh no, that was our Bible study. We were having a men's group." And I thought, eleven o'clock on a Tuesday, you were having a or whatever day it was. I it probably was a Tuesday, but I was. I, he said, "Yeah," and I thought to myself, "Wow, like you guys are out there all." The, and then, you know, I always see my brother. Is my brother never stops? He's always doing. He's always like. Yesterday, we had to deliver a bunch of toys to this school that we helped do, like Santa's workshop for. And we're there, I'm there with Israel, and I'm like, Israel, I'm hungry. Let's go get something to eat real quick before we go back to work. And he says, okay, well, I was. he had a plan to go to the college at the College of Idaho to see some students. And 
So I said, okay, I'll well, we'll join you. We'll go over there. And along comes my brother. And I'm like, what are you doing? He says, oh, well, we're here to see the students and minister this. And I thought, oh, my God. You know, this is, this is crazy. Like, these guys never stop. And I think that that's the difference between an eight-to-five job in the corporate world and a calling. It's that, you know, as you expressed in the last episode, midnight, you had to tell somebody and who did you, you went and knocked on his door at midnight, your minister, and said, I'm ready to be in the ministry. <laughs> and uh, I just see that so much nowadays coming out of not just ministers at Deer Flat Church, but definitely ministers at Deer Flat Church. You know, the, And maybe I'm a little close to it because I'm related to minister there, but I, you know, I've seen it with Dave and his work with, with people. And Israel, obviously, I get to see it almost every single day. You know, we're we're doing some work beyond the walls, and then you know, ministers on your level, or even like, you know, I I don't even I couldn't even say, but like the 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 long term effects that you guys have with your outside the walls ministry, where you go to other countries, and and the difference that you're making there, and the lasting effects that you're making there. I just I'm always so impressed every time I find and hear of another thing. So I think that's really wise for you to say that you would tell someone, you know, let's get your feet wet. Let's figure out how you're serving. Let's figure out how you're discipling. Let's figure out how you're ministering. Let's give you some books to read and see if you're consuming information and and are able to then share that information that you've mastered with other people. So I, I you know, have you had or have you had that experience yet where someone's come to you and said, um, uh, you know, I want to be in the ministry. Help me. Have you had that here in in Caldwell, or was that more back in uh, at at Crosspoint Church in St. Louis? Yeah, Crosspoint in St. Louis is where I was serving prior to coming out here to Idaho and being part of Deer Flat. Yes, I've had that a number of times, and actually, this is a, a great passion of mine because I remember that experience as I already shared with you what it was like to go through that myself and feel so lost. And I was so grateful for my pastor to open up its door and welcome me in. And I just thought, when I, when I get set moving forward and the things that God has for me, I want to be able to do the same that somebody did for me. And so it's always a great joy for me when somebody comes to me and shares with me that heart and that desire. And again, as you mature in life, it's kind of like being a parent. And sometimes you look at them and kind of like my pastor did with me when I went to him and late at the night, like, oh, you're so cute. I love your passion and I love your zeal. And I don't want to rob you of that, but I also want to, I want to mature that. I want to help, help that become something more fruitful than just a feeling. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's been a real joy and a privilege to be able to come alongside of many people over the years. Well, with that, we'll be right back. Looking for a place to worship and connect in the Caldwell area? Come and join us at Deer Flat Church. We offer two Sunday morning services at 9 a.m. and 10.45 a.m., providing flexibility to fit your schedule. Our services are filled with uplifting music, inspiring messages, and a warm, welcoming atmosphere. We believe that everyone is welcome, no matter where you are in your faith journey. Come see for yourself and experience the joy and fellowship of our community. Visit DeerFlat.org to learn more about our services and events. We look forward to seeing you there. Estegos needs volunteers. Come and volunteer at our community warehouse. We need help with sorting, building, organizing, and displaying our extensive inventory of products. We can even host your church or business volunteers as well. If you're interested, reach out by email to harry at estegos.org. That's H-A-R-I at estegos.org or call 208-230-230. 
9706. And we're back again with Beyond the Walls. I'm Tim Flaherty, and of course we have Pastor Israel Rodriguez with us. You're ready to come to Venezuela with me one of these days. You know, you will just go walking among the people, speaking with those R's, and they will feel, they will know you're a local. They will know you're a native of Venezuela. Ryan, thank you. Thank you for being with us and taking the time to come on this other new episode. And I wanted to ask you, you know, before Tim goes into the next segment, uh, what what do you like mo most about about ministry? What I love most about ministry is people. I I think this is where I have to sometimes remind myself of this because sometimes people can be the hardest part about ministry, or maybe I should say it, it it is the hardest part of ministry. But I do love people, and that's the thing that drives me every day. Is I love people and I want to see people have a relationship with Christ because I know what it's done for me and it's changed me from the inside out. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus and the thought that other people could experience and have that too is a dream. What do you like the least about ministry? I kind of almost said it. I, it's people probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's people and their opinions. <laughs> but uh, but their opinions make me better and so uh, I It's a it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. You know, one thing I wanted to mention is tomorrow, you know, tomorrow's Christmas Eve. You know, you're going to have Christmas Eve services on Sunday. And, you know, is there something special going on? Are you going to have a choir? What's going to happen tomorrow at church that maybe we could invite people to? Yeah, we love, if you don't have a home church, we would love to invite you guys out to Deer Flat for our Christmas Eve service. We're going to have two services that day. They're going to be identical at 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. So some maybe want to do it in the morning time. It opens up the rest of their day. Others might want to do that uh, afternoon, evening, 4 p.m. service. But it's been an, a really fun series we've been doing going into this service. Uh, we've been talking about the songs of Christmas, and we've looked at the song in Luke chapter one of Mary, and we looked in Luke chapter two of the songs of the angels, and we had our, our children's musical last week that was wonderful. Uh, but this service is going to be called the Songs of the Redeemed, and we're going to look at some of the old Christmas carols, and we're going to talk about the backstories to those songs. So it'll be really very interesting. Like Jingle Bells? Uh, like, like Jingle Bells, but not Jingle Bells. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll be doing some of the more Christmas carols, some of the more faith-filled songs, and looking at the backstories of those, and talking about why is that important. And in two things, I, you know, I think we'll, when we'll walk away as our time together, just worshiping the Lord and singing some songs together, and understanding some of these backstories will help us have a greater appreciation for these Christmas carols that we sing. But also a reminder that I think the big idea is that Christmas. It, it, it elicits song from us. When you think about what God did from, for us, there is nothing better than to sing and rejoice about that. And so it's going to be a wonderful time, 9 a.m., 4 p.m. We'll have those two identical services. And again, if you don't have a home church, we would love to have you. What's your what's your typical Christmas day look like? What do you, what do you, uh, do you get wake up and cook cinnamon rolls or are you, uh, are you, are you doing the pancakes? What's your, what's your Christmas day With the you know your kids are a little older now, but what's what the tradition at the Stoops home? Yes, tell yes. us the tradition. Get us in, get us in there deep with the with the Stoops home. It's a very lame tradition now. It used to be great when they were younger. Our kids would 
would wake up and we would have our time together as a as an immediate family and then that afternoon we would invite our our extended family over to join us and just celebrate the day together since moving out here we're i don't know some 1600 miles plus away from our family and so it's just us and now my kids are getting older and so christmas looks different as they get older but it still is just kind of a very just relaxed family time and we just chill and we just make the day about being together and we, we certainly try to set aside time to make Jesus the hero of our day. And family is everything for us, and so we love it, and we're, we're, we're grateful we get that time together. Do you buy your kids Christmas presents at Christmas time? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah uh, we never did the, well, Santa Claus was very minimal in our home because I never wanted to give this guy credit for something that I gave my children. So I wasn't going to get, well, I wasn't going to allow that. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, we do give, we do give Christmas presents and, you know, it's fun, but as they get older, that, that be, that becomes less exciting and it helps us get back to what the real, real reason is all about. What's your favorite, do you have a favorite Christmas present that you were like, that you were just excited to get for your, that they, maybe they didn't even know that dad was going to get this for them. Did was there ever an experience where you were, you were there and you were like, oh, I can't wait for them to open it up on Christmas morning. I feel that every year I love giving presents. It's a, it's something that is, so exciting and especially if you if you have that thing that they didn't ask for that's the best the very best is when it's those things that they didn't ask for and when i can keep my mouth shut and keep it a secret all the way to the end i've succeeded and it's so much it's so much fun and now it's it's really fun to do that especially for my wife i i don't often get to surprise her and so when i can surprise her on christmas morning with something and it's something that she likes double win <laughs> yeah when my brother's kids were younger like uh, uncle tim was definitely santa claus like i i remember one year and this probably is not a great story to tell on the on the talk radio christian talk radio but i will tell it anyway i went overboard way too much and we we spent i'm not kidding you 6 30 in the morning until well into the afternoon still opening presents <laughs> i don't know my brother said to me after that, he said, hey, um, we really appreciate the generosity, but next year maybe we're going to check in before we buy these presents. Would you mind coming to the Stoops house this year? I tell you what. You're welcome. <laughs> we Well, now they're getting older, so everything they want is like $500. They're like, I want an iPad, and they all want one. It's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know how many, but when they were just like, I want Legos, it was way easier to provide. <laughs> It's so true. The older our kids get, the older these these kiddos get, the the more expensive the gifts are, and the harder it is to please them. <laughs> I know. So, and I, you know, one thing I do, you know, want to mention: the church does a great service during the holiday season. They, it's called Operation Christmas. Child, what was it called? It's with the boxes, the shoe boxes. Operation Christmas Child, right? OCC. OCC. Yeah, we partner with Samaritan's Purse uh, Ministries, Franklin Graham Ministries, and we do these uh, Operation Christmas Child boxes, and uh, everybody gets the opportunity to take one of these boxes home, and and there's a list usually of some things that would be really helpful, and then you can add some things that you might want to put in there, but it's just enough to fill up a shoebox. We bring them all together, and I think this year uh, at our church we collected over 1,200 boxes, and matter of fact, we just got a we just got a note last week from. Colorado Christian University. It was the last stop the boxes go before they end up in their final destination in some other nation. 
and uh, it was some students who were just doing kind of the last final processing and they were going through our boxes making sure everything was right and just sent us a the big thank you card for uh for the generosity of the church and and just the creativity and the way people mm-hmm. went about that and it was a super super fun note to receive from them i shared that with the church and let them know that listen these boxes aren't going into an abyss they're actually really going to individuals and little children across the world are going to be blessed because of your generosity and faithfulness. Well, and the church had a visitor, I think, from South America, was it, a Pastor, that, that came to the church and shared her story about receiving one of those boxes? From Peru, yes, South America, yeah. And, and talked about just how important that was in her journey, in her faith journey, and, and how sometimes a small gift from one person to another can make all the difference in someone's life here on earth and then eternally also. It's what we talked about last week. Uh, These boxes can win the right to be heard. So we got to hear this testimony of this beautiful woman who, when when she was a child, received this, and she remembers it to this day, and it opened up the door for Christ to be presented to her down the road. And I can't think of a greater way to do that and to do things like these Operation Christmas Child boxes. I, I I just I can't stress enough to our volunteers when they come out and and we're doing things like putting presents together for families in need or doing you know serving people on the street or you know providing a meal or or any of the number of service activities that we do beyond the walls of the church uh, you know on those days other than Sunday and and say, you know you really you know as as the pastor likes to say preach. And only when necessary, use words. I love that, and yeah. and it it really does mean a lot to me to to see how important those things are to Dear Flat Church and in the ministries that that they really uh, support and get behind, and and I think, as you said, steward resources towards. So. With that, we'll be right back. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to the Estegos.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at Estegos.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to Estegos.org. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G. And we're back here with Beyond the Wall. Pastor Ryan, thank you for taking the time to come to this second episode and be with us. And Tim, thank you for being with us again on another episode. I don't know what it would be like to have Beyond the Walls program without Tim Flaherty here on the cabin. We tried to do it once on Zoom, and it didn't work. We're not going to do it again. We're not going to mess it up. But thank you. Thank you so much for supporting us and for being there listening. Ryan, I would love for you to extend another Invitation to our Christmas services at Deer Flat Church, 17703 Beat Road in Caldwell. Yeah, we'd love to have you out. If you do make the journey out on Christmas Eve, we have two services that day. They're identical at 9 a.m. and 4 p.m., which is a little bit different from our normal weekly Sunday services that are 9 and 1045. But on Christmas Eve, we wanted to extend just a couple different options uh, out of the norm, 9 a.m., 4 p.m., Make the journey out, 17703 Beat Road. If you don't have a home church, put it into your GPS and do yourself a favor. Just trust your GPS. Don't trust your eyes. You'll make that drive and think that uh, there's no way a church is out here. But I'm telling you, you're going you're gonna to make it, and we're, we're going to worship Jesus, and it's going to be a beautiful time together celebrating the birth 
of Jesus Christ. We love it, and this is the reason for the season that the Lord Jesus Christ came and dwelt among us and saved us from sin. I, I will say, I have to back up the pastor on this. It is really far out there, but it's worth the drive. And sometimes I feel like we're a telethon for Deer Flat Church here on Beyond the Walls. But it's, I think, because we're so close to the missions and the work of the church that we really like to share with people. If they, don't, if they haven't found a church where they fit in, the, there's something special happening out there in the cornfields. And they should they should try it out. I, I think you can find a home there. You're going to find a church that loves Jesus. Uh, certainly not perfect. Has real people with real stories of brokenness, and Jesus is helping us every day through that. We are certainly out, uh, just amazed that, that God is mindful of us to use us, and we we love to be able to be a part of the bigger bigger kingdom. Pastor, we have about a minute left. Do you want to say a prayer? Lord of all, we give you thanks for the abundance that we have in you, for all of the great things that you have given us, especially the birth of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. We ask your blessings upon our time with our family as we come together as a church, as we come together to partake any meal. And we also ask of you to bless our friends and loved ones we also pray that in your great mercy that you will look kindly upon all those in need today. Help us to be your hands and your feet and to love our neighbors as we love yourself. Bless every person that is out there listening to this program today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and we thank you. Amen and amen. amen. We'll see you next week.